Hey everybody, just before we start the podcast, I want to say real quick that uh, there was a smidge of an issue with the splicey, splicey sections and the recording microphone that I didn't know about until I uh, was almost done editing it, and I did not have the time to go back and fix it, so that's totally my fault and I apologize. Uh, it's not unlistenable, but it's a bit fuzzy, and uh, we're still we're still figuring this out. I've never done something like this before, so I appreciate everyone giving me a little bit of the old uh, benefit of the doubt, I guess. A chance? I don't know. But anyway, I hope you enjoy the show. We'll see you next time. Twilight Zone, brought to you by Crest, the toothpaste proved effective against cavities in year after year of clinical tests. Tests among thousands of families at homes like yours. Twilight Zone has been brought to you by Milk Wave Lilt, the new home permanent you mix with milk. to the Rod Squad, the internet's freshest Twilight Zone podcast, giving you a new look at the cool classic TV show through the eyes of five college students. This is the fourth time we're recording this intro because of various shenanigans that we've all partaken in. As always, I'm one of five hosts, Ben, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Ashley, Connor, Corey, and Tabitha. There we go. We made it this far, guys. We can do it. Go us. Go us. Um, Can I go to bed now? Yeah, well, we're done. Upload this to iTunes. Good night. How was your weeks? Did any kind of spooky Twilight Zoney kind of stuff happen? I almost got hit by a cop car. That's dope. Wow. That seems like a really irresponsible police man. Or oh, woman. Wait, I shouldn't have said that on the pod. Sorry. It's fine. That's yeah, fine. We don't. We we have a. What are you talking about? We're allowed to. We're allowed to belittle the po-po if they try and hit us tell with the their story? If it's PG, it is very PG. Okay, so it was Wednesday yesterday. Ooh, wow, today's Thursday. Anyway, so um, I'm walking into class and there's this truck with like a flatbed and I guess they're they're dropping off um one of the machines for the construction site for the new welcome center. And there's this unmarked cop car. So the truck is stopped at the stop sign, and the cop car is stopped behind him. So I look at the cop car, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not stopping. I have to go to class. So I just keep walking. I stare at the cop car. I look, I glance over at the truck, make sure nobody's moving, and I walk in front of the cop car to go to class because nobody's moving. As soon as I step in front of him, he starts pulling forward to go around the truck and almost hits me. So I almost died this week. It was fun. That's fun. I'm... I wish How fast was he going? Not really fast I at all. I don't think you're gonna die. <laughs> no, I but if he hit me, if he hit me, I could have could have gotten free, free. I can't talk. Mad free tuition. <laughs> yeah, ya boy can't hear right now. Oh yeah, much. you have an ear infection. Yeah, man. So that's fun. I can barely hear what's going on. Also, you never answered me the other day. Did you actually get eardrops? <laughs> no, I just got regular antibiotics. Yeah. They're like. They're pills you take. Yeah, I know, but every time I get an ear infection, they give me drops. <laughs> well, health services. I didn't have any spooky stuff happen to uh, me. Excuse you, we went to see it. Oh, 
I Why lied. There was some spooky stuff that happened to me. What about her Ashley and I went out to go see It on premiere weekend. I was very see scared. What? <laughs> see the film It. Uh, one of my favorite novels by Stephen King. Uh, and it was really spooky. I recommend everyone go sees it. I almost peed myself when I watched it. It was really scary. He also does Gangnam style towards the end, and it's what? really you no, 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 no. It's not. It, no, it's it's this weird like he does. I like, can show the you thing. the video after the thing because I have a meme about it on my Facebook. I enjoyed it. Corey, anything scary happened to you this weekend? I live with you, so oh, <laughs> always nonstop. Just nice. one scary every morning. The other. All right, today we'll be covering a season five episode, Come Wander With Me, which I then thought was us because Netflix hasn't misnomered or mis mistitled, misnamed. Yeah, I was but confused when I saw that as well. <laughs> yeah, it's Come Wander With Me. They screwed up. This episode is from season five. It is the 154th episode of the production run. Let's have Rod take us in. Mr. Floyd Burton, a gentleman's songster in search of song is about to answer the age-old question of whether a man can be in two places at the same time. As far as his folk song is concerned, we can assure Mr. Bernie he'll find everything he's looking for. Although the lyrics may not be all to his liking. But that's sometimes the case when the words and music are recorded in the Twilight Zone. Before we jump into plot discussions for the second time, <laughs> uh... We want to let you know that we will spoil the ever-loving poop out of this here episode, so you can watch it with Hulu, Netflix, um, or any other way you wish. Any other way you wish that we do not condone or know about, because the internet's a big scary place. And those things are illegal. And those things are illegal. All <laughs> right, let's jump right into the plot, ladies and gents. We open up with... Our titular, I guess not titular character, I mean they have to be in the title. Our protagonist uh, emerging in his nice convertible, may I add. Really nice convertible through the back country woods of... Somewhere in the south. I think it's got to be somewhere like Alabama. deep Alabama. I was going to say, it looks like Alabama. Alabama it's like kind of swamp up swampy. Missouri. Maybe even... Somewhere down there. We'll go with... Uh, none of them have accents, I was about though. to say Illinois, because I was thinking of... I don't know why... Illinois is nothing but corn, anyway. Yeah. What? In Chicago. Isn't there like a isn't there like an ill state that's like real swampy and no. Louisiana? No. Louisiana. <laughs> Mississippi. It's got ill in it once or twice. Miss yeah, sure. Definitely. Mississippi. 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 Anyway. Mississippi. Mississippi. Anyway, it. it's clearly down south and he is riding in his car, which shares his name because it has it on the side door. And giant glittery letters. Giant glittery letters. But then how else would you know he was Floyd Burney? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a man. What a man. What a guy. Floyd what a Burney. Uh, yep, so he comes across a bridge that is broken down, gets out, and we see him donning a guitar with his name on it. Twice. Twice. His shirt, which and on his breast pocket is his name. Initials. His initials, yeah. His initials, excuse me. And a tape recorder, because his goal is to find the perfect song to bring back to them darn yanks to uh, record and make a rockabilly smash. He realizes the bridge is out, he has to go on foot deeper into the city village. Forest. 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 Definitely forest. Just leaving his car. Just leaving Middle his of car. the road. He comes to an older music shop. And uh, kind of searches around. Nobody's really in sight until an old man kind of almost... What, what's like the... Pops up? Yeah, I was just thinking of like the opposite of vanish. He appears. Appears. I think appears is more like you were in the bathroom and now you're not. I was thinking of like no. you... you 
the opposite of vanish. <laughs> evaporate? No, no I mean, evaporate. It be evaporate. Condense. I mean, like rains, man. Did you say evaporate? <laughs> That's all I do. Those bars evaporate every day. It's bedtime. So he is accosting the old man for a tune. He thinks the old man. They shoot the stuff together. He thinks the old man has a. Uh, has a song for him to bring back, and the old man tells him no. no several times. Yeah, several times <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but Floyd, being a music star, does not take no for an answer. He also calls him dad. Yeah, and he, uh... He, Wait, does he? Yeah. yeah. He does. yeah. The hey, first thing he does when he walks over. in is calls him daddy. Daddy. <laughs> That's like 60s yeah, jargon. 60s like, hey, thing. daddy. Uh, so he buys a guitar from the old man. And uh, at that moment, creepily enough, he starts to hear uh, humming. I think that was kind of a cool touch. Like, as soon as he buys the guitar, he's kind of... ominous humming. the thing is, the old man doesn't hear it. Because he goes, oh, do you hear that? And the old man goes, what do you hear? Did he actually say that? Yeah, he's like, what do you hear? Oh, I thought he was just going to, like, grumpily go, like most old guys do. Yeah, I have it written down. No, he goes, first of all, he goes, no songs. No songs. Let's just appreciate the amount of notes Ashley and Tabs take compared to us. I have two pages. I have four You're the host. You're supposed to. Yeah. Most of it is stuff that won't go into the podcast. Oh, God, we cut a lot out. Because it's just my rambling on paper. So Floyd Bernie runs, sprints into the woods to find this song. And uh, all the while he does, there's a woman far off in the distance dressed in all black. Very creepy stuff. Spooky. All you see are her hands and her yeah. face. Everything else is in the You can't black even see cloth. her facial facial expression at that no. point either. Yeah, because she's so the, far away. Like the white circle of her yeah. face. Yeah, which yeah. is very creepy. Drop that sick story for us. The, the, the <laughs> gun story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, your boy Big Man Core. Uh, <laughs> Big Man Core. Uh, watches Conjuring and is scared poopless of the nun. Ben was here, saw me jump on my bed the other night. It was Did pretty bad. Did not give him cuddles. Yeah, it was rejected. Yeah. So after, he keeps running through the woods, and I think at this point he passes by his grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says in big black and white, Floyd Bernie, the wandering man. Earlier, Ash thought it was the singing man, but we all had to correct but her. But she's a you? silly Billy. But she's she? a silly Billy. <laughs> that is a lie. That's not a lie. Fake news. Ben's lying. Fake, no politics. <laughs> wee, wee. Wee, wee. wee. That's three. another one. That's number three. SpongeBob. Another one. Another one. So eventually, he uh, he meets up with this lady in a clearing. And um, begins to ask her if it was her singing. Oh no, she doesn't. She meets up with him, right? He's, well, he's just chilling simultaneously because he yeah. sits down and he starts practicing what he heard. Because you can hear him faintly trying to do the yeah, to like the chord me, But he's messing up. Yeah, and, and she just appears again, like the old man. Yeah, and well, like, she just kind of like she, stares at him. She's been following him the whole time, hasn't she? Not in no, no I mean, the. Woman sort of, in black. but it's like a different oh. iteration of her, maybe. Yeah, oh, right. the woman in black is following him. Yeah, but he she just, appears, He just appears. And then he's like, hey girl, were you the one singing that song? He begins to ask her if she was the one who did that song, and begs her to like play it for him and teach him how to play it. And she's very, uh, very... Wary of it. Wary of yeah, it. Yeah, she's sure. very adamant about the fact that she's not going to sing the song. Yeah, and that she's going to leave as well. And he begins to ask her, like, hey, look, I'll buy it. I'm not going to take it from you. These other guys, they'll rip you off. I'm going to buy it with cold hard cash. It's public domain. I'm giving you a steal anyway. And uh, he's not getting the point that it's not for him, not in terms of business, but maybe in terms of something a little deeper than that. But he's Floyd Bernie. But he's Floyd Bernie. And eventually 
He wears her uh, her her womanly. I don't know what word. She finally she finally charm. agrees because yeah. Yeah. she knows that he's not going to stop harassing her. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, you know what? Fine. Will well, you he just he actually quiet. grabs her and sits yeah. her down because she's going to run like walk away and leave. She's like, I have to go. And then he grabs her and pushes her down and is like, play normal, the guitar. Normal male habits in the 1960s. Yeah, he's just harassing her. Yeah, yep. that's pretty much it. Mm. So she plays away, and uh, the song sounds a little like this. So that song is really good stuff. I don't know, I really dug it. It's beautiful. Chord progression's yeah. really nice. She's got a good voice. And the fact that it's that it's like it's in a minor key gives it like this eerie feeling that yep. kind of sets up the rest of the episode. So they uh, they again engage in not exactly playful banter, more like forceful, uncomfortable banter. She just wants to leave. Yeah, she really does not want to be there anymore. And he is demanding at this point, uh, give me the song, and eventually. Uh, he says it's a buyer's market with a tag on everything. You just have to know where to find the tag. So he's like, just he's just like, give me the song. Give, give me the song. Give it to me. I know how this works. He's just gonna throw money at her. And then he begins to play the song. Yeah. But a faster version, and I doesn't he doesn't do, does he do it? No. He, he changes the key. Yeah. But right before that, he hits us with the greatest joke in Twilight Zone history, <laughs> the ultimate dad joke, which is. Well, I'm gonna see you again. Alright, and as soon as he plays the song, she kind of begins to fall in love with him. It's a little weird. It's uh, We'll definitely talk about our takes on what the episode mm-hmm. was supposed to represent a little later. But they kind of start getting together and uh, start making out. And only the Smushing t- face. Yeah, the Twilight Zone has Not a really it. fun way of making out where the one person begins to engulf the other person's head. They just eat each other's faces. It's fine. It's a lot like how jellyfish eat. Like, they just circle around and, like... They go, whomp. Yeah, they whomp. I've actually never seen a jellyfish <laughs> eat before. <laughs> Floyd Bernie whomped. <laughs> <laughs> What's her That's name? Mary... Mary Rachel. Rachel. Mary Rachel. He whomped <laughs> Mary Rachel. God, out of context, we would lose our PG rating so fast. <laughs> Enough of the whomp. And then as they're kissing, the camera pans away from them to... And a few kind of really neat gorilla kind of shots where they just cut through the woods with a first-person view. Yeah. That was very, very ahead of the times. So then the camera going after going through this, like, gorilla-style movement ends up panning to her again, but this time she's, like we saw her in the beginning, she's in black, and she's just kind of watching. Yeah, very interesting, creepy, creepy stuff. So we go to commercial and we come back and they're uh, in uh, nearby a lake, right? Nearby a lake, hanging out. Yes. Getting a little cozy. And uh, they're listening to... I'm going to make the joke again. They're listening to their song on track, which I guess is just like what you do for a girl when you can't make her a mixtape. Anyway, they're hanging out. 
they're jamming to the tune. It's going to be a big hit. And she's like, when can you take me away from here? To Norfolk. To Norfolk, which is... Has anyone ever been to Norfolk? No. Where is Norfolk? It's in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. They all kind of... I was born around there. So they're in Virginia. Yeah, well, you don't know if they're going to go far. Yes, I was born I mean, in Virginia. I mean, you can assume... Yeah. You can assume a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I Corey. What does it do, Tabs? It makes, it a, makes a donkey out of you oh, and you me. Oh, you got it. Oh, I'm going to ruin our PG. <laughs> it's over. Where was I? I made my bad joke. Yes. yes. And So she wants to get out, and he's like, I mean, he's politely trying to tell her that she's not going anywhere, but he doesn't want to spill the beans just yet. Yep. He's hinting. Uh, he's starting to hint at it and make it clear to the audience, because he's like, yeah, sure, we can go anywhere you want, just as long as I get this song in. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Another, another woman falls for the old Floyd Bernie trick. <laughs> it's a trick? <laughs> well, Floyd Bernie is about to fall for her trick because one of the Wraith... Rayfer? Rayfer. It's spelled like the Rayfer or Rayfer? Rayfer. Because I watched it with captions and they spelled it like that. One of the Rayfer gotcha. brothers comes with a mm, rifle, I think we decided. It's rifle, yeah. musket, I don't know, something. Something you'd see in the 19th Civil century. War. Civil War. Uh, and he... No. He points at a Floyd Bernie, and Floyd Bernie hits the Rafer brother with a guitar. Really, really hard. Yeah, on the arm. Jeff Jaredson. There the, we go. The three people listening that will get it. <laughs> and then beats him to death with a rock with Not one even. Hit. One hit. Yeah. Probably it, to the temple, which is why it killed him. Fatality. After that, we hear this from the tape recorder. You killed Billy Rafer. He spoke unto me, struck him down in his anger, made an old willow tree. You killed Billy Rayford, made an old So it's pretty creepy stuff with the audio recording in the background. It's very spooky. And he, he even throws it at one point and it continues playing. Yeah, he throws it and then playing. he smashes it and then it stops. Yeah. Yep. Uh, after that, we hear pupper noises. Aura. 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 For the three people. Yeah, for the more three people. That. Get it. Yeah. Are they the bears. same three people? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We only have three people I listening. Think I mean, three <laughs> people are us, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. I know I'm gonna laugh when I listen to this. Oh song. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm every download we have is just me. Just <laughs> thirty times over. He starts to book it. She tells him, "Don't, please don't. Uh, you run all the time. It always happens that way. It happens every time. And you always end up dead. You should just stay this time." And he's like, "Girl, I don't know what you're talking about." And she tr- she tries to convince him to like go with her because she wants to change the outcome of the story. Yeah, yeah, but he just obviously he doesn't, he doesn't care because he he doesn't actually care about her, and I think he just wants the song. Yeah, and he, he did it for the money. And then that's when she sings the next part of like what's gonna happen if he runs. Yeah, because the brothers find the dead brother, the dead brother, and Billy, Billy, Rayford. Billy Rayford, and they're crying by the lake. And that's when he splits from her in that very creepy scene where she. Oh yeah. She's like, don't run. And then it, he turns back, and she's in her full funeral outfit. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll "Oh, and that's when he gets you. like really freaked out." Yeah, that's when he starts booking it. Cause she'll always love him. He runs back to the music shop. Do we want to talk about how in- he stays at the music shop instead of going the extra 
probably half a mile and getting to his car. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, don't he, I, I, he easily could have made it. Yeah, that yeah. would have been fine. Well, I think that's a part of the song. I mean, this is going to definitely be like, more discussion. Like, he's going to leave? Yeah, because at this point in the song, like, he's trapped, so he's going to do... I think it's kind of cool, though, like, he was in the woods at night, he doesn't know anything about, and he still found his way back. It's almost like Creed. Yeah, yeah, Creed it's, it's yeah. the song is already recorded. He, he, he tumbles down the hill into the music shop. That's where we see Dad just Dad, hanging out. Yep, watching. Dad's hanging out, watching it all Little unfold. Papa. He's like, hey... You need to help me. I'm an innocent man. I don't. I don't know anything about this. And he plays his own little rockabilly tune. Old man goes no, <laughs> or doesn't, no, say, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. The normal response we all would have is he kills the old man with a single <laughs> blow to the head with fist. Again, like what is his deal with kill? He killed yeah. two people with one hit. He must be massively strong. That and he's got a big bounty on him. Even if he does escape this nightmare, like, he's he going did to kill jail. two people. He killed two people. That's a spree killing think anybody have the info on that i think spree killing well, let me is... just check my wikipedia real yeah. quick i think spree killing is three or more people in a Maybe. short amount of time because serial killing is that's a long amount of time right? is three or more people over a longer amount of time. i only know that because of criminal minds i only know that because i listen Last to a lot podcast. of i listen to a lot of true crime podcasts yeah, i listen to a lot of true crime podcasting so he kills the old man and then this starts happening i guess i'm going to splice in the old man dying too this also Also creepy. How'd you guys like the whole sequence of the music starting playing on its own? I didn't, because he didn't even touch the first music box. Yeah. It just started playing. He slammed that one down, and then the next one started playing. And then all of a sudden, all the instruments are playing, and the guitars are playing, and the weird tube is playing, and he throws that on the ground. It's creepy. Spooky. Spooky. It's, spooky. it's, spooky it's, it's letting the Rayford brothers know that he's there. Yeah. It's spooky dooky magic. Which is kind of cool because they only show the shadow of the Rayford brothers. Which yeah, look, I good. have a theory on that, which we will get to in the discussion. The discussion. And the <laughs> episode <laughs> ends with uh, the episode ends with three shadows uh, converging onto Floyd Bernie. Uh, him kind of making a weird. He's like wincing. He's no. making a weird. He's like he's, he's going to the bathroom. Honestly, he's yeah. wincing. He's probably peeing him his pants right yeah. now because yeah. he's so scared. Lots of Twilight Zone sweat, which they did with heavy oil because water evaporates too fast under the lights. So Ew. they would, he's yeah, a greasy man. Yeah, they greased up everybody. Oh, it gets real bad in other episodes. We'll watch later on. Cool. After the gunshot, I guess he gets shot. Thanks. There's a gunshot. And then we hear a uh, higher pitched edition. I mean, not higher pitched, but the it's up a key. The song. Retrospect, it may be said of Mr. Floyd Bernie that he achieved that final dream of a performer, eternal top main Billy. Not on the fleeting billboards of the entertainment world, but forever recorded among the folk songs of the Twilight Zone. No, it'd be up a pitch. Up a pitch? Mm-hmm. I thought it's up a key, right? No. That's no, pitch? Mm-hmm. Pitch. Alright, well. 
Let's ask the music major. Yeah, is that a pitch or a key? It's a pitch. It's a, <laughs> I think it's a pitch. I would, I would go as far as saying it was like of a half step, of a step. But that's really technical, and who knows yeah, music it's normal, into normal people terms. Yeah. Anyway, you no, played the doodad with his fingers. It was higher pitch. Maybe a higher pitch version would suffice for now. All right. For well. now, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Analyze the music? Yes, I am. Yeah, you will. We have an okay. episode. Splice it in. Coming out, we have an episode called "Passage for Trumpet," and I fully expect Connor to nerd out something fierce. <gasps> Can you just like twirl your trumpet the entire time? <laughs> we should. We should get him to try and learn the song in the episode. See if he can play. Maybe it. I will. We'll have That'd to record really it. Really cool, really actually. Well. Yeah. record that bit and slice it in. Yeah, that'd be really cool, actually, if we can do that. Okay, uh, and then Rod takes us out with his uh, ending narration. All right, uh, let's just talk. Let's move into general discussion. What did we all think of the episode? Who would like to go first? We don't have to do this obviously in any order, but who would like to get the ball rolling with their feelings? I think feelings? Tab should get. A yeah, you. Oh, really? You're the odd man out. You're the oh, one. Oh, I didn't really like it. Honestly, like, I like the music, but I didn't think, like, the storyline was that good. If it makes it feel makes it feel better, I am DB, and most people who watch The Twilight Zone agree with you on that. This is a... Thanks, everybody who agrees This is like a me. cult episode where, like, a few people like it, and the majority of people hate it. I don't know. I don't hate it. I just... It's just not... I didn't... Well, I just didn't... I just didn't I think. think it was good. Honestly, I was confused and I don't get it. I still think that they did a good job of building tension throughout the episode. And, like, it worked for me in that point. But at the same time, I get where you're coming from, where it's just confusing. But, like, personally, I'm okay with not understanding the whole thing at the end. I'm just like, whoa, that was pretty good. I hated the ending. I'm going to put that out there. I thought it was dumb. I think it's pretty... Well, yeah, that's arguable as well. (laughs) No, I just mean, like, I see your point there. I think it's pretty split because there are people that are like, my Twilight Zones need to, like, make their point about the end, and they need to be like, oh, I get it. And then there are people like me that are like, hey, I like when... I like when I have to piece it all together like a big jigsaw puzzle. That's what I was going to say. I really like open-ended movies. Like, I like when movies end... Or shows really where it's kind of like ooh like what? it follows. Yeah, I really like I it hate follows. that movie. Uh, you, are I thought it was wild, so girl. boring. Oh, that I movie it was is so so deeply, boring. deeply, deeply, f- deeply frightening. It was just creepy. And just I watch loved The Smiling it. Man. That one's ten times scarier. I mean, I I like when I when I'm left confused, but then at the same time I'm too stupid to put it all together. Well, so like I just kind of accept it. Like okay. This is okay. That's a good jumping off point. What did you guys think of the ending? Like, what was the episode supposed to represent? What what happened, really? Because I personally Wait, thought... I, the, I personally was... thought it was a curse. Like, he stumbled oh, yeah, into this curse when he bought the guitar or when he, like, physically <clears throat> entered the music shop. Mm-hmm. And... He, he just picked up the grossest looking guitar in the well, shop. Well, it was super yeah. old, too. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. that's also your first mistake, is picking up the oldest Yeah, like, like that's such cool. a that's a huge trope in movies, and we'll talk about that later when we jump into, like, things that possibly rip this off. Mm-hmm. But I just think, like, I think that when he, when he physically <laughs> bought the guitar, like, it came with a curse. Like, it's like that scene, I'm saying like way too much. It's uh, it's like that scene in. Did you guys see Cabin in the Woods? Well, depending uh, on. No. So in Cabin in the Woods, the basement opens out of nowhere, very Evil Dead style, and depending on what artifact you choose in the basement determines what kind of monster is sent to go kill you. That sounds cool. It's, My dad it's a that really was, like, great one movie. One of the worst horror movies he's ever seen. It's not supposed to be a horror movie. It's a spoof film. That's, that's why he didn't. I think it's excellent. It's Joss Whedon. I think that the girl obviously is aware of what's happening, and I think the old man is too. 
But, but I don't think I, Billy Rayford is because his actions were so robotic. He was just kind of like even the way of, like how he. That seemed. might just be the actor not being the greatest actor know, in the whole though. world. I think with the whole fact about like um, the shop guy and then um, Mary Rachel kind of like knowing what happens would have to do with the guitar because it's yeah got a spell on it or something. Yeah, but like Gramps tries to warn him. Yeah, he tells him that there's no music out here. Yeah. There's, and there's then Mary, no songs. And then Mary Rachel is like, oh, when he ends up almost di- like when they're running away, she's like, let's try to make this different this yeah. time. Has to be some time loop. How old do you think Mary Rachel was? Because she looks like it seems like she's from the 18th century. Or well, the- Mary Rachel is a very old name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of dolled her up for the 60s. I think. Oh like, well, I think I think she tur- she made herself look like the 60s because that's what him. he looked like. It's yeah. Very- uh, Going back to the it, it's very Jesus. Pennywise-ish. Because cause her, her morning robes are very Oh, they're very old hippie. School. Very yeah. kind of like... Uh, with with the whole... It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a veil. She had oh, like... Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. She, she, she had like the... Her true form. She goes super saiyan. It's a, it's a uh, hood. And then it, yeah, it, it like, like has long kind of thing. It's like a shawl. Yeah. yeah. Cloak. It was really like interesting, cloak. yeah. But like Billy Ray Ray Ford, he looked very. He old. looked like he was from the seventeen hundreds. Eighteen, maybe the eighteen hundreds. Late seventeen. Well, because yeah. we also don't know what kind of gun he had. It was either yeah. a rifle or a it musket. Was, it was a rifle. It was very. It had to. It must well, have been because rifle. rifles and muskets look very similar, though. Yeah. It's the only yeah. issue. People but, can't really like figure out where it was from. But in the south, though, it'd be more. Like, it would make more sense for him to have a rifle for hunting yeah. and stuff. Well, that also depends on when he was That's true. Alive. Yeah. That is also true. Because they're probably all dead. Yeah, they also have... Ghosties. <gasps> Instead of, like, chasing him down with a car, they chase him down with, like, dogs. I just well, had... Yeah, because they're, like, in the woods. He's yeah, not but... going to, like, drive his I... car through yeah, the woods. Be a, car a brain blast. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, even in the 1960s, <laughs> even, like, really back... Well, I guess, I don't know. I'm kind of talking okay. out of my butt here. Okay, 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 okay. So okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We get the meme like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ghosts. When ghosts are around, um, there's this idea that they're stuck kind of in this residual time- haunting. Yeah, residual haunting, called. where they're kind of stuck in this time loop, and that's why people see ghosts and stuff walking through walls because the layouts of like homes and stuff would have changed, yeah, and there would have been like a but door it's, there. It's like a recording. It's so, like a recording. so it's like they're stuck on a recording. But like there are some instances where like that could possibly change. Which is why I'm thinking with Mary Rachel, uh, the Rayford brothers, and then the old man have been around a lot longer than uh, Floyd Bernie. They could kind of like have this idea because like they're just ghosts on this time loop, just yeah. going through and through and through. And Bernie's gonna be like a new ghost, so he doesn't know what's like going on. So he's also stuck in this time loop. Because you could honestly just watch this episode on repeat, and it would just make more sense if it was just a like. Hey, maybe maybe he never actually was there the first time. Maybe he drove his car into the river and drowned, Mm. and then that's just the ghosts, dude. I don't know. That's interesting. All right, let's move on to the technical slash acting aspect. How do we feel about? I guess we should start with acting. We thought I thought the acting was pretty darn good, except for Billy Rayford. Except for Billy Rayford, I think that that was to add creepiness to him. Like, yeah. I feel like well, that wasn't bad that. acting. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there was like he didn't really have like four people, but there was only like two actors. Yeah, because the old man and Rayford didn't do anything. But I think that was the whole purpose the of them man. to be. The old like, man was really in a few weird. other Twilight yeah. Zones. We'll get to that in bios. But the, I think the Billy Rayford guy—that's not a very demanding role. I don't think he had enough screen time to really. <laughs> it was, he was on for like less than a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and then he, died. he died very well. So he did he die did. very well. Yeah, he, he was—he was a pretty dead guy. All right, I thought the shots were pretty good as well. 
from like a technical oh, yeah. aspect. Yeah, I really, really love really the way that they filmed, especially um, when he's first walking through the woods trying to find where the song is coming from. Yeah, yeah, and then really they have like the shots from up in the trees. Like I was then, actually scared. Yeah, at, at the beginning, like, I had goosebumps every yeah. time they showed her in the background. Mm-hmm. The way that they did it, that she was very, very. <laughs> It's a lot. They use a lot of, well, a lot of horror, te- modern horror techniques of yeah. like very, you know, far yeah, off I love, shots. I love the shots that were from like the higher or lower angles. It made him look like he was being watched his entire time mm-hmm. through the woods. Yeah. Like even even before she showed up in the background, it kind of gave you that weird vibe that he was being watched before they even showed true, anybody else on that true. screen. I thought lighting was phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. It's not really a big deal. I always think lighting in terms of television shows is not the biggest deal. It's really just movies and like actual plays, but I thought the lighting was kind of spooky. Except for leather jackets, that one we're gonna go have a field day on their lighting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to just watch that as like as a joke sometime yeah, before we really actually good. cover it. Um, music, I guess, is the last thing I want to touch on. It's all I think I wrote down it was all an original soundtrack. I didn't like the sequence when he was running away from them. The music, that yeah, was the playing. music felt really yeah, out was, of place. It there. was too happy. Yeah, it yeah. didn't. It didn't tie in with um, the rest of the music that's been played throughout this. Episode. It would have been cool if they would have taken her song and made it a, like, because you know how you can make it sound scary and yeah. like that. They yeah. could have done like the same melody, like a high like, crescendo or something yeah, like that, with um, like an orchestra or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's head over into bios and trivia. Hey. I wasn't ready for the jingle. Yeah. This was Always be ready for the jingle. <laughs> okay. Directed by Richard Donner. He went on to direct The Omen, Superman 1 and 2, The Goonies, and the entire Lethal Weapon series. I love The Goonies. He is. This is the first of six Twilight Zones he will be directing. It was written by Anthony Wilson. He jumped around television writing on TV for years. Gary Crosby was uh, played Floyd Bernie. He is dead. He died of uh, cancer in oh. California. He had four spouses, a true rock star life. He was the son of famous singer Bing Crosby, which you can hear in his voice, and he had a pretty small career in turn. I think he, he didn't have too many roles. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like it. <laughs> uh, Bonnie Beecher played Mary Rachel and... No, it's just Mary Rachel. That's his yeah. wife. She's still alive. She's a huge hippie. She runs a hippie camp, or did as of the 1980s. This was her first role ever, and uh, she was a friend of Bob Dylan back in the day. Jonathan Bolt played Billy Rayford. He is alive, and there is absolutely nothing on his IMDb IMDb page of him. Hank Patterson played (laughs) the old man. He died. He was in a ton of stuff. If you want to read his IMDb page, you should. It's like lists upon lists of what he's been in. This is his first of three Twilight Zone appearances. The other two will be Ring-A-Ding Girl and Kick the Can. Kick the Can was part of the Twilight Zone movie directed by Steven Spielberg. It is a beloved episode and one of my favorites as well. Is there anything uh, notable that he did other than the Twilight Zone? Or is it just I couldn't a bunch find of anything. A bunch of little roles everywhere. Gotcha. <clears throat> uh, moving on to uh, trivia from Martin Mark Scott Zickery's Twilight Zone Companion Volume 2. Zickery hates this episode. He talks about angry. he talks about how boring it was, how the ending didn't make sense, or not boring rather, but just kind of not not the greatest. 
Lacking? Um, lacking, yeah. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't thrilling. And uh, he talks about how the original woman who was supposed to play Mary Rachel was famous actress Liza Minnelli, daughter of... Judy Garland. Judy Garland, who was in Arrested Development, which is where I know her from. So oh, Judy Garland, Eliza Minnelli. Oh, yeah, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I'm going to read this quote from Martin Scott Zickery's book. One of the people I interviewed was this nervous, frightened little girl whose hands shook and who was covered with sweat. And I said, she'll never make it. Her name is Liza Minnelli. And I chose Bonnie Beecher. And we all know it became a Bonnie Beecher. I'll never forget Liza Minnelli sitting there and her agent saying, this girl can really sing. I said, I'm sure she can. But I thought, oh, she's so nervous. She's scared out of her mind. To picture her as a hillbilly singer? No way. And I must tell you, and this is the truth, at the time I sat there thinking, well, I'll probably kick myself for this. But I can't see this girl playing the part. But she'll probably be a big star. I still don't regret it, but it was really classic stupidity. So that was from the director. I know that was from head producer of the uh, Twilight Zone season five, William Frog, spelled F O F R O U G. This is from Martin Graham's Jr. Unlocking the Door to the Television Classic. The original. It was an original score done with by Jeff Alexander. Um, they used enough smoke in the scene where he's running through the wood to concern the onset fire station. They had to come and ask them what they were doing. <laughs> oh, boy. And the song has appeared in the 2003 film The Brown Bunny and in a Dutch insurance car company. Isn't er, that a cult classic? No, I think you're thinking of Donnie Darko. Oh, I am thinking of Donnie Darko. And <laughs> in a Dutch insurance company commercial. And from I, the International Movie Database... I'm sorry, did you say a Dutch insurance commercial? I most certainly did, my friend. Got a problem with Dutch, dude? <laughs> I mean, no, Dutch have insurance, too. Song. Well, I could not find the commercial. Maybe I'll splice it in if I get the chance. He said, come wander with me, love. Come wander. is de financiële oplossing dichterbij dan je denkt. This was the final episode to be filmed and the only goof is when he's running through the woods, the guitar strap and the recorder switch arms, which arms they're on. Oh, no. from, yeah, I know, real big issue. It's a goof. That's why it was the worst. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to switch into uh, what we think this rips off slash what? I'm just looking at the the brown bunny and that's the image I read. Oh, nice. It's a. It's very... about a guy f- trying to find his true love, but. Oh! That popped up. It's uh, inappropriate. <laughs> it's a. It's a. When two adults love each other very much. It's an intimate scene. Yeah. It's an intimate scene. <laughs> <laughs> you just take a lot Relationship goals right there. <laughs> what do you think ripped off this episode, or is there anything this episode ripped off? And we don't need to have substantial proof. This is just where we can shoot the stuff and. It's the classic cursed object. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. a lot of like, you know, a lot of horror movies these days are, ooh, spooky ghosts are in my house now. Yeah, but kinda... they're, they're not like, well, they're they're harmful, but these are more, it's like a, like, it's like a, a record. Like, it's yeah, just, it's like a record. Or if you think about it, it's like a weird Groundhog Day effect, except yeah. everybody else except for the main protagonist knows what's going on. So it's like the opposite of Groundhog Day, yeah. but Groundhog Day. Yeah, because normally like in Groundhog Day-esque Movies. Movies and, like, episodes of different TV shows. Um, 
it's normally the main protagonist is trying to convince everybody that like their day is repeating and everybody else yeah. is just like huh, nah man but in this episode they're all just kind of like uh this has happened before and he's just like no it hasn't so i mean movies like snowpiercer have you guys seen that that's with chris evans and he's on a train and he has to figure out how he stops the train from blowing up uh so snowpiercer uh, Groundhog Day is a classic one. There's a new movie coming out where a girl has to figure out who kills her, and she wakes up. Oh, every morning. really? Happy, good. Yeah. yeah. And, happy uh, Death Day. Happy Death Day. So just those kind of general movies. It kind of reminded me a lot of stuff like The Grudge or The Ring, where you know, or even terrible movies like One Miss Call, where you uh, get involved in this curse and you can't escape it until you die. All right, ratings time. What did we give this? I'll start with me because I'm the most important. All right. I'm kidding. I'll so I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, IMDB gave this a 6.8. So again, we are in the lower, lower echelon of movie or Twilight Zone episodes. So this is like in the bottom 10, just like the Mind of the Matter was last week. Bottom 10, bottom 20 of the uh, 156. So you're saying that all Twilight, epi- Twilight Zone episodes are rated around at least like a 5? No. Well, this is the lowest. technically failing. The highest Twilight Zone is a 9.2... And the majority of them are in the 80s and high 70s. Those are passing grades. The, low, the lowest Twilight Zone is a 6.6. Or no, no, it's a 5.9. But there's a mm. huge dispersal in between 5.9 and 6.6. But, but that's still pretty good for no, the TV yeah. show. Most, most movies on IMDb that are moderate or watchable rate around a 6. At least I've seen. So this is a 6.8. This is in the lowest 20. What did you give it, Tabitha? We'll start with you. I don't know, probably like a six. Six for tabs? Because I gotta... Are you, are you judging me? No, no. I, got, I write down <laughs> all the ratings and I put it on the podcast. Aww. In the little info section. That's so cool. And I do an average rating. And then yeah, I have, I it, on, I have <coughs> it on Google Drive where all our ratings so we can like... So nifty. We, Just see which episode we, ever, we hated yeah, the most. <laughs> if we actually ever, you know, finish the series, we can publish uh, from lowest to highest. and I love it. Yeah. Well, I plan on being friends with you guys for a while, so... Aw, me too. <laughs> I love you guys. So you gave it a six? Yes. Corey, uh, Corey. I was supposed to say your last name on podcast. <laughs> Here's a social security number, everybody. I, I gave it a nine. You still it feeling was, a nine? Yeah, dude, it was leaps and bounds better than the last one. Like, it's not even close. Here's. Yeah. All right. We'll, I like last episode. We'll switch to Ashley, now that you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also gave it a nine. I really like this one. It's not as good as... My favorite episode, Occurrence at Owl Creek, but it's super good, and it actually gave me goosebumps, and I think a really old film giving me goosebumps deserves, like, a high rank. Connor? I gave it a 9 earlier, but I think an 8 is probably more appropriate. I'm going to give it an 8 as well. Uh, Originally, when I was thinking about it, I was going to give it a 9, but uh, it's got flaws that you can't ignore, so 8 for that. What he said. (laughs) Thanks, Connor. (laughs) Alright, it's time to do the little preview of next episode, and we'll swing over to question of the week, and then we'll bid you guys adieu for the next two weeks until we reconvene. So next episode, we're going over to season four, which is the hour-long episodes, uh, because we're doing the theme of the first five episodes. I guess the only theme arc we have is an episode from each season. So it's called Mute. This is a long one. What you're witnessing is the curtain raiser to a most extraordinary play. Uh, to wit, the signing of a pact, the commencement of a project. The play itself will be performed almost entirely off stage. The final scenes are to be enacted a decade hence, and with a different cast. The main character of these final scenes is 
Elise? Elsa. Elsa. That's it. She's German. Elsa. The daughter of Professor and Miss Nielsen at age two. Oh, age two. At the moment, she lies sleeping in her crib, unaware of the singular drama in which she is to be involved. Ten years later, Ilsa is to know the... I had to switch the page. Desolating terror of living simultaneously in the world and in the Twilight Zone. That's all you have to go off of. What do you think the plot slash twist of the episode will be? She can't speak! Because it's called mute. Well, you're right. Or maybe nobody else speaks. I don't know. Yeah, that is a portion, so... Wait, so she's 12? She's 12, yeah. She's a 12-year-old girl. Who can't speak. In a world where words aren't real. Well, I guess I can give you the synopsis of the episode as well. That was my that was my twist. That was she's your twist? a 12-year-old girl in a world, <laughs> in a world where words aren't real. I think I might have seen real. this one. Uh, her parents die in a fire, and... Uh, she is adopted by a family, but she can't speak because she's mute. That's basically the synopsis. No, synopsis. I haven't seen this one, though. Uh, this, your twist is actually funny. It's like an 80s episode of Twilight Zone where a guy wakes up to find that the English language is slowly shifting and words don't mean what I they was, used to. I was thinking of another episode. <laughs> yeah, and he it ends with him having to, it, picking up his little his little son's reading book and reteaching himself the English language. It's kind of no. creepy. It's a little creepy. All right, so that was your guess. Words aren't real. Words aren't real. Corey? You literally described the backstory of Kane, so I predict that Kane is going to debut, and this is actually Bad Blood 1997. <laughs> Did you just wrestle out? Yeah. Kane, Kane debuts in a Hell in a Cell match. Parents dead. Can't speak. Adopted by weird people. Kane. <laughs> Connor? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's like able to like pass that on to some person so like she'll be able to speak but someone of her choosing can't speak i'm wrong but it's creepy oh. <laughs> your turn i think now knowing the synopsis i think that she's gone mute because she's the reason that her parents burned in the fire and that's going to be the big twist is when she finally does speak it's admitting her guilt you guys are in for a rather lengthy hour of <laughs> <laughs> so you're I, I have to sadly say you're all wrong on this one. Where's the part where you laugh in the our faces? Closest? Yeah, who's uh, the closest? Ashley, I guess, was the closest. When she's mute because of her she caused her parents' death. Mm-hmm. You're still wrong, but she's oh. the closest. Kane does not debut. <laughs> That's literally That's the his backstory. <laughs> Is Kane like, a little girl? The same person. Yes. Alright, and the question of the week, if you were to put a curse on someone, what would the curse be? My curse is on Connor. <laughs> your, curse, your curse is that you can't hear out of either ear. Oh, no! So, nothing so, changes. You're like Beethoven <laughs> now. <laughs> Corey? I would put a curse on someone that their bed sheets do not stay on their bed, so somebody already cursed me. <laughs> so, so every college kid on yeah. this campus. Yeah, has been cursed. Uh, Connor? I'm going to give Tabitha the same curse. Oh. I would curse. I can't listen to my podcast anymore. Myself to be mute because it's the name of the next episode we're covering. That's hilarious. <laughs> Ashley, I'll give you that curse too. Um, my curse would be to constantly have the. You ever see the one eight hundred steamer song? One eight hundred steamers. Don't do this. Something cleaner. Yeah. Stuck in yes. someone's head for the rest of their life. You just gave me that curse. Thank you very much. <laughs> right All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for stopping by, guys. We'll see you next time. I have eight hours of editing ahead of me. Woo! You can do it.